0: Okay, so welcome to Light On Podcast. We're talking to Robert Michael today. I don't know what your official title is, but um, I understand you're an expert in common law and other systems of law. Mm-hmm. That'd be correct. There's, no,
1: there's no real title yet, okay. um, but so. we're going to be doing everything under the House of Marcus. So you could say that I'm from the House of
0: Marcus, essentially. Cool. Robert Michael from the house of Marcus. And I apologize for calling you Michael yesterday uh, over email. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know why. People do it all
1: the time, man.
0: <laughs> I was just like writing an email quick. And then I looked at it later. And I was like, why did I call him Michael?
1: It's the Robert Michael thing. Everybody does it. You're not the <laughs> only one.
0: But, okay. So can you, I guess, first give us like a little bit of, because I'm, I'm pretty brand new to this. And, okay. And I'm sure a lot of my um, followers are too. Can you give us like a rundown of the history uh, of, of this? Because from my limited understanding, this is kind of like, or as far as common law and natural law, it seems to be like a system that was in place that has been sort of overridden in a way, or, um, you know, they've placed like a legal statutory system on, on top. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: That's a great um, observation. Uh, and actually, what, what you're trying to describe is it's actually been reversed.
0: Okay. So,
1: right, if you look at the Bible, right, they say Satan's world, Satan, right? And, and I'm not talking about people have to believe in the Bible, they have to believe in Satan. Mm-hmm. The reason we use the Bible is because the Bible is Earth's playbook. That's how they are. If you read it, it tells you everything they're doing right now. It is no secret. Like it's wide open, right? Mm. It's just written in such a way where it's like, oh, it's, you know, coded, right? Everything's coded. But the Bible is telling us right now we're in the revelation period. That's why we see all the revealing, right? They took everything and they reversed it because they want to play God, right? So yeah. so that's what you're describing. Um, but anyway, go ahead. I just wanted to help. Maybe that would help you, you know, see it. Clearly.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, that, that was it. I mean, that's my very limited understanding so far is that, you know, this seems to be kind of like an almost secret system of government, or at least one that people forgot exists. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was always interested in like, you know, the, the history of when that changed, how that changed, and you know, why that changed.
1: Right. So it changed back in Rome. Um, so we're, you know, we're still in those times. We still have not, we're just now coming out of the dark ages. Um, and it, it, it's all about the banking, right? It's all about the money. So the system was flipped around because of the money is the control mechanism. So Mm -hmm. many, many years ago, what was the survival mechanism was if you weren't with a clan or you weren't with a, a particular group and you were on your own in the wilderness, you weren't gonna survive, you needed food, right? You needed food, you needed water, you needed resources. So it was easy to control people based on the food and the resources. Well, over time they said, well, it's even easier if we just use money, right? This, this idea of money, now we can control everybody because they can't get anything of those resources to survive without this money, right? Sure. So that's where a lot of it started. Um, And of course, if you read the Bible, you know that this man known as Jesus, which was Yeshua ben Joseph, in my opinion, um, in my research, came in and solved all this already. This is all solved, right? Well, they couldn't do that, right? They couldn't allow everybody to see that, oh, this is easily solved. So we're going to make it like that this man was the only one on earth that could ever do this and nobody else can because, well, you're just not as powerful as this guy, right? which is not true because even this guy said, hey, you shall do greater things than I, right? So that means that we are just as powerful as the guy they called Jesus. However, they wanted to keep everything uh, under their control, so to speak. And when I say they, we're talking a lot about the Vatican, Rome, how Rome was split between the church and state, that type of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. They were trying to... um, Uh, Justinian was trying to blend the church and state. Okay, The church didn't like it because he was weeding out all the corruption and they hated it. So they were trying to just totally destroy him as well. Mm -hmm. So there's always been this battle of church and state. Now, Rome defined, Justinian defined the civil law, and this is where we'll get into your you know, question. I know it's kind of long-winded. A lot of my answers are going to be long-winded because it takes a long time to wrap your mind around.
0: No, please mainstream. go feel, feel free to go off. Cause I'm, you know, like I said, I'm, I have a limited understanding. So I'm, I'm here to listen and, and learn for sure. Awesome. So what they did and, and actually give me one second, let me adjust my
1: screen if I yeah, could. Sure. Give me one, one second. Um, because I'm kind of sitting in a chair that's moving a lot and you'll probably see my screen shake. So let me try to adjust that.
0: Yeah, get yourself comfortable.
1: Yeah. Sorry, man. No worries. Okay. So Justinian, you know, uh, created this civil law or the book of civil law for the most part. Um, and He categorized it into three categories. You have the law of property, the law of status, and the law of obligation. These are three main pieces of all law today in the common law, civil law societies, which a lot of the countries are, right? Of course, they want to turn it to communism because that's complete control. There is no civil or common law or equity or anything like that. It's whatever we say goes and you deal with it. Um, So that's what we're seeing, of course. So they flip the whole law structure around so that they could control everybody and and continue to have a system of human slavery that was a PSYOP, so people didn't believe they were slaves, so they wouldn't see the cage, okay? So all these years, everybody believes that we have this thing called freedom, but you really don't because you live inside a hidden cage. And that hidden cage is if you don't do what we say and don't earn money, you're not going to survive. So if you need money to survive and we're the suppliers of it, all we got to do is control the money supply and we control just about every facet of your life. Mm. That's how they've done it. So what they did with governments, especially here, when people go, we live in the greatest country in the world. Clearly they haven't been in other countries. First off. <laughs> um, the second of all, we do not live in the greatest country. We live in the gra- greatest illusion and the greatest idea of a country, but we don't live in the greatest country. Um, because my opinion, there isn't one yet. Mm -hmm. So what they did was they showed us how to set ourselves free, okay? Just read the Declaration of Independence. They showed you how to set yourself free. They said, this is how you guys separate. But if you read the Declaration of Independence, they actually put propaganda in there too. You can read it and you can find the propaganda. For me, the two pieces of propaganda are that we need to fight, that's one. And two, that the natives here were savage, right? They put that in the Declaration of Independence. It's like, really, they were savage, huh? You came over here and destroyed them, committed genocide, took away all of their um, heritage, you know, hid everything, stole it, and then called them savages. Okay, so there's two pieces of propaganda, in my opinion, in the Declaration of Independence. However, that document was written to show us how it gets done, all right? Who was in charge of that? Benjamin Franklin, okay? And everybody knows, well, Thomas Jefferson wrote the Declaration of Independence. Well, you have to read history. He didn't write it unassisted. Okay. Benjamin Franklin made sure that that document was written exactly to his specifications. So Thomas Jefferson had to rewrite and rewrite and edit and rewrite until Benjamin Franklin was happy. Okay. Who was Benjamin Franklin? Look at his background. He was an agent of the crown. He mostly lived in England. He hardly spent time here other than doing the business, right? He was subservient to the Pope. The Pope was over all of these guys. So who's really writing this declaration? Right, And for what purpose? And to me, these are the things that people don't look at, man. They don't look at history. And when they do look at history, they want to look up to a scholar of history who's dictating to them how his interpretation of this went down based on all the scholarly books he's read. So if he's read one side of the story, no matter how intelligent this being is, man or woman, They're not giving you the other side of the story. So I always want to look at, well, what's the other side of the story? Because clearly it can't be just what one side has written, right? So when you look at guys like Patrick Henry and anti-federalists and things like that, you begin to realize, wait a minute, there's a whole other side to this story. Mm -hmm. So over the years, I was able to put all this together just from my research. And I started to realize that the Declaration of Independence, the which, which went into the Articles of Confederation, which went into the uh, Northwest Ordinance, which went into the Constitution. These are four bylaw documents. This is how they've subverted and flipped the entire law system around, okay? Mm-hmm. So people go, well, we, we, you know, we have a right to common law. Well, actually, common law is an inferior law structure, okay? That was developed in the Magna Carta, at 1215, okay? Number one, the... Um, knights that instituted and wrote that magna carta and then gave it to the king to sign it has to be a you know it's got to be an agreement right the monarchy has to agree that this is the law structure well when they went in and made him sign it they held swords to his throat and said if you don't sign it we're going to kill you that's an unconscionable contract and unconscionable agreement right. common law was not meant for you and me it was meant for the nobles and the knights right? It was meant for the aristocracy. It wasn't meant for us, okay? The peasant didn't have any right to common law. The worker in the fields didn't have any right to common law, right? Only the knights did. So again, who's really orchestrating this stuff? What is the source of this law, right? The one law that can't be changed is the laws throughout the Bible. That's where your power is no matter what your religious belief is. We're not talking about religion now. We're talking about actual operation of the entire earth. Okay. The operation of the earth is run by bankers. The governments are not in control. They haven't been in control for a long, long time. The banks are in control because they figured out as long as we can lend these countries money on compound interest, once that compound interest gets so much that they've paid us all their gold and their real money in interest and they don't have any left now we bankrupt them and they're in t- we're in charge of them because without us they can't do anything yeah. right well that's how they've overcome the governments when when they started to figure out compound interest right because the monarchies and the kings and queens and stuff, they didn't understand compound interest. They were just like, oh, yeah, hold all my gold for me. That's great. I don't have to deal with it. Yeah, oh, sure, I'll pay you a fee. And over time, just like any credit card, right, they, oh, we don't have any money left, all right? So then the bank comes in, and it's easily able to bribe people, right, because it has more money than God, so to speak, right? It's got more money than the government. So the bank can come in and bribe people to start legislating laws for them in these countries, right? What did Mayor ross Rothschild say? He's the one that created all this. Um, I care not, uh, as long as I own the control, the country's money, I care not who makes the laws, right? Because I control the money, so I make the law. I just send people in there as agents to do it. So you have the Vatican is at play with this, okay? The, the Jesuits, that's a spirit, very spiritual for people that don't understand who the Jesuits are, the Society of Jesus um, they are, uh, a, a section or a, they're the other half of the Catholic organization that they, in, in the public, they're the real, um, they're, they're the ones doing all the real, uh, what's the word I'm looking for. Um, they're doing all the real work, all the ministry, all the, you know, helping people and, you know, all this good, happy, we're godly people type stuff. And at night, they're slaughtering people okay and they're eating babies and they're performing satanism this is just what they do okay Mm -hmm. this is how they've done it for years just read the history of uruguay and when the jesuits went into uruguay and what they did they would befriend them during the day and slaughter them at night so that they could play savior the following day oh my god what was that crazy beast in the woods that killed all you people look what they did they chopped their heads off and they did that we need to save you if you just come under our, you know, protection, we'll go ahead and we'll save you. Same mechanism today, right? They're doing familiar, the same yeah. <laughs> stuff. Just read history, man. It's all the same, right? These guys are playing the same patterns. Yeah. So how they did this was through those mechanisms, the bank came into control. The Vatican comes in and says, we'll play the assassins for you. You know, we'll, we'll assassinate whoever we have to um, the Jesuits. There's a black Pope. For those of you that don't realize there's a white Pope and a black Pope, the black Pope is the Jesuit general. He's the one that that is the military arm that has nothing to do with skin color. By the way, it has to do with light and dark, right? So these major powers are at play in everything Every aspect of your life, they're a part of, and you have no idea. You look around you, you see no cage, right? All you see is open air. I live in a home. I have a job. I'm successful, all that, but you're not successful at anything. You're just a perfect slave. Yeah. doesn't matter how much money you have in the bank. You're a perfect slave because if you don't have anything of substance like gold, silver, land, You don't have anything of value. If you just have money and investment securities and things, all you have is debt. The entire world functions on debt. It does not function on money. It can't function on money because the banks own it all. They issued the debt so that we could all function somehow and continue being their slaves. And we think because we have 500,000 debt notes in the bank that we are successful and our bills are paid. Nothing could be further from the truth. You don't have any money. You've never had any money. You're just a good slave in the illusion. So this is where House of Marcus comes in and what we're doing is saying, no, no, no. You guys have stolen our wealth through this mechanism of slavery, through these hundreds and hundreds of years of of these things that you've done. And we are superior to you because we are heirs to the kingdom of heaven. We just haven't stepped up and claimed that yet because we were too busy being slaves. We were too busy not understanding what Jesus really did and now that we do we're stepping in those shoes and we're saying we're claiming our inheritance we are not born original sin like i don't know for those of you watching any if you know anything about religion they talk about original sin original sin is coming into the world in debt it has nothing to do with the fact that you cussed and you drank alcohol and you had sex before marriage it has nothing to that is not sin Sin is coming into the world in debt and then functioning in that debt system like that debt system is God. Like the governments are God, like the banks are God, like everything in your life is God other than God, right? That's sin. So when you come into the world and you go, well, I don't need any of this because God's taking care of me. And maybe God drops a 100000 in my bank account. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe uh, I have to suffer a lot to understand what God really is with inside of me and outside of me because it's definitely not a man with a beard in the sky that's the most ridiculous thing we've ever heard and a devil that lives below the earth that's in red and has horns is absolutely incredibly uh psychotic you know so when we understand that original sin is coming into the world and buying into this beast system Mm -hmm. that's where we say okay well then we look at jesus this this man they called jesus Je- by the way the word the name jesus wasn't even in existence back then so for him to be called jesus is a complete lie as well because wow. there was no name of jesus back then right jesus jesus hey er, zeus is the blending of two gods right he yahweh he Yah, right in 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 latin the he the the h okay was, was or the y is yahweh right in in um uh, uh I'm losing my train of thought. In Latin, it's J, right? He, yeah. Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. So in Hebrew, it's Yah. So He, Zeus, okay? Yahweh and Zeus. They blended the two gods, okay? Wow. So, yeah. And that's where you get come from uh, polytheism, which is the uh, belief of many gods, into right. monotheism. So they combined all the gods into one the Bible talks about angels. To me, they're just the gods that were in the polytheism redefined as lower level gods under the main God, the supreme God. So they just redefined through the Bible. But just like in Egypt, when you had um, Osiris and Horus and Isis, okay, Uh, you had people that came that were these amazing uh, miracle workers. You Same thing. You have Jesus, right? This man, Jesus comes along as the son of God, allegedly takes us out of original sin. All that meant is he figured out the beast system and said, we don't need to be part of that. We can create our own in private. And he and the apostles were all in private. These were private and they were preaching. You don't need the bank's system to survive. You need each other to survive. You have to treat each other the way you want to be treated because if you're treating each other, you know, any other way, you're not going to survive. You're not going to survive. You're going to kill each other. But you need to treat each other the way that you want to be treated so that you guys can survive in harmony. So you don't need the banking system. You don't need their money. You don't need anything that they provide. Okay, but we go back to the plan. Let's create war. Let's fight so that these people need a protector. Let's slaughter these people so that they need a protector. We'll come in and protect you for a fee, right? It's either monetary or we take your freedoms away because you're under our protection. Mm-hmm. And this is really the crux of the entire thing. So what you're saying now is everybody is being woken up from this COVID thing, which is something they've done hundreds of times throughout history. This is nothing new, right? Right. So now everybody's going, oh my God, look what they're doing this." This is the most beautiful thing that could ever happen to humanity, right? Because it's waking us up. It's saying, look at what's in front of you. Fortunately, God did that to me 12 years ago and people that I'm friends with 20, 30, 40 years ago, right? So they've already got all this figured out. So I came along and I started saying, okay, well, how do we really figure this out? Because I I feel like there's going to be a mass awakening and people are going to be seriously confused, not know which way to turn they're going to be looking at all these different facets of law and what people have done and and that's what's happening. So for me. I had to come up with a clear cut way through my own experiences, through going into courtrooms, through experimenting with this stuff, watching reactions of state and federal employees and agencies, and you know, private people. And you know, what, how is this actually working? Um, so I put myself into these positions. I've gotten in front of the Vatican. I've gotten in front of you know, the, the president when it was Obama and all that, they know who I am, right? Because I mm-hmm. put myself out there like that. I'm challenging you and saying, where did you, where do you think you get your authority? Because the Pope can't have any more authority than me. He's a man, right? He doesn't have any more spiritual connection to God than I do.
0: Yeah, That's all I fallacy. Really, I never really believed he did, to be honest. Right.
1: I mean, who really does, right? This guy walks around. But the amount of power that the Pope has, that the Vatican has, is not to be uh taken lightly okay sure. these guys are running the earth all right the entire earth yeah. and it doesn't matter what religion you are you are part of their system okay so what we try to do at house of marcus is get people to start realizing how deep the rabbit hole goes and not to be angry about it not to feel taken advantage of to the point where you want to fight back because fighting back is how they win right? They've created war, all these, you don't need to fight for your rights. You already have them. What Mm -hmm. you have to do is assert them. You don't fight for them. You assert them, you make a claim. And then when somebody traverses them, i.e. the government, now you have a claim against them. If they do not stand down and they don't give you your just due and your rights, you take it to the, the next higher level till you get international, which is where we're going, right? This is what we're doing. We're saying, no, 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 you guys don't have any authority to do any of this. Where, where is your authority? Where does that source come from? Oh, well, it comes from the Constitution and it comes right. Well, the Constitution says nothing about me. It doesn't say anything about a man. It doesn't say anything about a woman. All your laws are not written in the fact that it says man or woman. All your laws say person, 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 person. Well, the legal definition of person is a corporation, an LLC, a trust, a natural person. Okay, but it never says man or woman. Now, from my studies in the law, that statute needs to say specifically what it means. So if it specifically means a person, we already have a problem
0: because I'm not a person. I'm a man. Isn't there somebody showed me a code that actually defines a person as an insane idiot? Have you read that? Um,
1: There are uh, definitions in certain legal uh, dictionaries. Yes, Uh that will define person in different ways like that. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, right. Well, but let's go back to etymology. Persona means to wear a mask, right? So I'm putting on a mask as a person. A person is a mask. In other words, I'm going to be fake here, and I'm going to go out to function in this illusionary fake world. As long as I'm a person, so all these laws are—it's all illusion. That's why they call them acts. I mean, look at the acts of Congress. So you—when are you guys going to stop acting? You know, <laughs> we see enough of that in Hollywood. It's garbage. We don't need it anymore. But when are you going to stop acting? and do something real right Shakespeare they were telling you with Shakespeare this is how we're going to do it you have acts in the play it's just acts so a lot of people go oh we have common law under the constitution well the constitution was not written by you and me and nor did it include you and me so the first thing people think is we the people well that's that's a mantra that is a uh, uh, you know a a whole psychological uh, play on on your ignorance okay Mm -hmm. We the people, if you read that document, we weren't the people. We didn't write it. You didn't write it. I didn't write it. You didn't sign it. I didn't sign it. Who were the people? And they used two different uh, terminology uh, phrases for the United States. They use United States about 40 or 50 times throughout the document, and they used United States of America twice. Now, people are all they oh, just wrote it shorter. no okay these were very intelligent men who were writing this at the time who understood that the definitions and the way that you write words is everything there is no well we just left off of america because because we just did that no 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 there's a meaning for it united states is not the united states of america okay and if you want proof of that just go to the federal rules of civil procedure okay go i'll tell everybody right now google 28 U S C 1746 parentheses one. Okay. It'll tell you right in there that you can declare under penalty of perjury under the laws of the United States of America without the United States. So wait a minute. You just said, I can, I can declare that the facts are true under the laws of the United States of America, but without the United States, how is that possible if they're the same, You can't have one without the other if they're the same. Right. Yeah. Same thing in the Constitution. The United States is a management company for the United States of America, 50 states united. Okay. It's a management company that document, that Constitution is setting up the management company. So when people. Say, oh, a constitution, you know, is the greatest thing in the world. Well, not really. It's set up a management company. It's pretty basic. Okay. And it's a trust. It's a trust agreement. It's set up a management organization. You and I are not the people. The people that wrote that are the aristocracy who hold themselves higher than you and I. Those are the people and their posterity. It's not me and you. Okay. Just like Patrick Henry said, I didn't sign that thing. I didn't write that thing. How dare you create a document for me and say that I'm part of that contract? I didn't sign it. What gives you the right? That's why Patrick Henry didn't want to be president. they well, Patrick, we think you should be president because you're such a patriot. And he said, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. That whole thing's a scam. That's why they put the, the Bill of Rights in there. Read the history of the Bill of Rights. There was a group of people that said, I do not trust what you guys are doing. And we're not going to ratify that as a state until we put some protections in there because we can't quite put our finger on exactly what you're up to, but you're up to something. So we're going to put a bill in there, which means you owe us the bill, right? Just like any bill, you owe us these rights to be protected, period. That's the Constitution. When they were writing the Constitution at the constitutional conventions in Philadelphia, which were mostly held in secret and not everyone was invited, okay? Why wasn't guys like Patrick Henry? And I keep harping on Patrick Henry because that's my dude, man. That guy spoke up and was like no none of this is right we're supposed to be free men and here you guys are bringing all this english crap back over here from the king right he didn't agree with it and he was very outspoken but he wasn't invited to the constitutional convention why not this man was like one of the most prominent figures of that time speaking out for our freedoms and was involved in a lot of the documentation stuff that was being written and a lot of um you know uh happenings at the time why was he not involved in the writing of the constitution makes total sense when benjamin franklin comes out and somebody says hey ben what kind of government did you guys create and he said a republic ma'am if you can keep it Hmm. why would you say that (laughs) if you were in favor of the people why would you come out and say well if you can keep it because we just wrote something that we know we could take it away from you with That's the only reason that man would have said that. What other thought in your mind would go through where you would actually come out to someone and say that, right? Right. Look at the common sense pieces, guys. This is not, you don't have to be a lawyer. You don't have to be a historian. Just look at the common sense pieces. They're right in front of us. This whole thing has been a sham the entire time. The only document that ever set us free was the Declaration of Independence. It lasted about 10 years until they wrote the constitution and they enslaved everybody again, okay? And they enslaved it by getting you to agree that you are part of that whole mechanism, which you are not. When you step outside of that and you say, I'm not part of that, I got nothing to do with that. Oh, by the way, you tricked my parents into registering my property with you at birth. Now we have an unconscionable contract Okay, that's how you're lumping me into all your person statutes, codes, regulations and all is by the fact that you've created an organization with my likeness on it. And now when you call the name, just like Pavlov's dog, when the bell rings, I come running. But it's not me that you're talking to. It's the organization that was registered with you that you stole my name for and my identity and applied it to that organization. So this is where we get into birth certificate stuff, right? This is where like a lot of people are like, what birth certificate stuff, what do you mean? Well, I've studied this and figured it out over the past eight years, because when they came to finally arrest me after like five years of me doing, blowing their courts up and stuff, and they came to arrest me and I thought I had my stuff figured out, I was like, wait a minute, how did they just do that? What basis did I not have covered? So after that whole ordeal panned out, which by the way, was dismissed as soon as I issued a birth certificate paid to the order of the state for $5 million, here you go, pay the fines, the fees, the insurances and everything on behalf of the organization you created with the name that I gave you. Everything was dismissed privately. No one was notified. It just went away. Okay. I had to figure out on my own. The bond company didn't know. The attorney wasn't informed. I was never sent a letter that the case was dismissed. I wasn't, I didn't find out the case was dismissed until about five, three, was it three, two to three months later when I looked my case up, it had been dismissed. Okay. But no one notified me. I was still on bond. Then I looked at when the judge received my birth certificate paid to the order of the state for 5 million and it was three days prior to the dismissal. Okay. So why did it just get dismissed quietly? Why did the attorney general sign off on the dismissal and not the judge? Right? It said judge sign here on the dismissal sheet, attorney general signed it. Okay. Wow. Because I figured out what is all going on with this entire slave mechanism. Okay. What they're doing is they're taking you at birth. Your parents are giving you, first off, your parents are making a big mistake by saying they're a U.S. citizen. They're not, you're not, I'm not. The only ones that are U.S. citizens are those born in D.C., Puerto Rico, Guam, the territories that the United States owns, okay? The United States does not own Alabama. It does not own Florida, California, uh, Texas. It doesn't own those, okay? It only owns Washington, D.C., So U.S. citizenship is wrong. It's incorrect. You're not a federal citizen. You are a, if anything, you're an American citizen of the state, just like the 14th Amendment says. If you're born or naturalized and subject to the jurisdiction of the United States, then you are a United States citizen and a citizen of the state where you reside. Well, first, requirements uh, for being a U.S. citizen are born or naturalized in the United States. And the second requirement is subject to its jurisdiction. So even if you're born or naturalized in the United States, you have to be subject to its jurisdiction, right? Yeah. The United States only exists within Washington, D.C., Puerto Rico, Guam, and the territories. It does not exist out here in the United States of America, which we were talking about earlier. That's what I was trying to explain to everyone. So your parents make this mistake, they say they're a US citizen, they give you over to the state or your name, they give your name, your weight, your footprints, the state takes that in trust, they hold it in trust, then they create another organization with all of that information as its identity. So it's no different than creating Nike. Nike says, well, the identity is the swoosh, right? The name is Nike. Um, it operates through this account number, federal employment ID number, right? Yeah. All the same thing happening to you. They create a business for you. They have it, they call it your name and then you answer for it, none the wiser. So you get to take all the fall for it, everything. You take all the responsibility. However, the way that it's actually structured, you're not supposed to be taking any responsibility for it. The government is. But they, again, remember they, they flipped everything around. Yeah. So instead of you being in control of your organization and benefiting from it, they're, or I shouldn't say in control of it, but benefiting from it, they're benefiting from it and making you control it. They're supposed to be controlling it down here. And you're supposed to be superior getting the benefit of it. Now, what does this do? This allows them to apply federal law outside of washington d c This allows them to take the President's orders and make them law, which Constitution doesn't allow for that. The president can't make law. How did he write an executive order, and all of a sudden that becomes a law?
0: yeah that's that's been very strange to me, <laughs> yeah.
1: These are just basic fundamental principles of, of law. And and so contract makes the law, right? Everything in this world is commerce. It's all commercial, especially when you have these fictional organizations like a government or a corporation or all that. So the contract for these guys is the Constitution. That's their bylaws. That's the contract. So if their contract says that the president can't arbitrarily make law you know, by himself, then how is he doing it? because they put loopholes in there to subvert it, and they've changed everything over the years, very little bits at a time throughout history that were almost untraceable until we got to the computer age. It became much easier to trace now because we can look information up and tie pieces together quicker than ever, but they weren't anticipating the computer back then, right, or or the magnitude of, of you know, having information at our fingertips. So they would change things over time and they would do these things. And as people fell more and more asleep, they had no idea about law. They didn't care about law. As long as I'm safe and you guys are providing the money I need to survive. Hey, let's have a drink. All right. Let's watch a football game and have a drink. I don't care. We're good. Yeah. Great. You guys keep doing that. Meanwhile, we're over here taking more of your freedom. Same thing with COVID. Everybody's focused on COVID, Right. This is destroying our lives. But are we focused on the problem? Nobody's looking at the problem. Everybody's looking at the symptom. Oh, the COVID's mandates. Now I can't work and I'm not going to be able to get food. But that's not the problem. The problem is the reorganization of wealth. They cannot reorganize the wealth right in front of your eyes without you finding out unless they create a distraction. And they can't cut down their control or I'm sorry, they can't expand their control mechanism without cutting down the population to make it easier to control. So this is all part of the enslavement mechanism. We cut the population down. It's easier to control. We hit the Great Reset. We redistribute the wealth to us, the people, not you peasants and slaves. You guys stay right where you're at. Keep feeding us. And we're just going to create this whole thing so y'all are freaked out by it and running all over trying to figure out who's who and who's doing what with the COVID stuff. Meanwhile, business as usual, we're just knocking it out, going according to plan, and you guys are none the wiser. That's what's happening.
0: Yeah. yeah. And they did this uh, same thing about 100 years ago, right? Or it seems they do it every 100 years or so? Um, usually, it's a 70-year thing because uh-huh. the Bible says that a country's debt
1: is forgiven every 70 years. Remember, this is all biblical, and it all goes uh-huh. back to Jewish banking law. So every 70 years is bankruptcy forgiveness for a country, just like seven years for you or me, for, for a human being, it's seven years, right? For For a country, which is a legal fiction corporate entity, essentially, that functions like a corporate entity, that is 70 years. So do the math. Uh, 1790, it was the first um, session of Congress, right? 1789, the Constitution was finally ratified. That's a, that's a bankruptcy document. What that document is saying is we're going to manage all of your property for you, 50 states. Well, it wasn't 50 at the time, but however many states, uh, because you guys have no money. So because you have no money, we're going to create this bankruptcy charter. We're going to act as trustees as the United States, hold all your property, organize everything under a federal mechanism. Mm -hmm. However, in 70 years, you guys are up for bankruptcy forgiveness. That's just how it works. Well, 70 years after 1790, what happened? Oh, civil war. Look, you guys, there just happens to be a war going on that you guys are going to need money for. So you're going to have to put up some collateral and we're going to now lend you the money to be in this war. You're in bankruptcy again because you don't have any money okay 70 years later you guys will be fine don't worry about it. just get through this war just kill each other do what you got to do meanwhile we're creating you know collecting fat stacks on all y'all who don't none the wiser you know the right. banks the banks fund both sides of the war it doesn't matter who you're fighting for right they just laugh at you go yeah send your kids out there go ahead you know it doesn't matter to us we're funding both of y'all right so then 70 years later right you got 1860 70 years later, 1930, stock market crash. Oh, man, you guys are going to be, you know, free and forgiven of bankruptcy, but it looks like you don't have any money anymore. We need you to give some collateral for us to loan you money. At that point in 1930, what they did was they mortgaged off all of your labor and all of your land to the bank, okay? How they do that is through the birth registration and the social security trust, okay? That's how they've, Mortgaged you off and all of your labor because it all goes through there. So in other words, the government can't get any money unless they keep signing up slaves. Okay, because they have to give that over to the bank as collateral they got to go look we've got another piece of property here because you're just property in their view. Um, We set up a trust, and there's a debtor in that trust which is john Henry doe is the debtor so now we have an asset, because we have a debtor and because that debtor has agreed to owe us. Uh, you know debt now we can use that as collateral and borrow against that from the bank this is how all mortgages work it's no different but they're doing that with your life okay mm-hmm. they did that in 1930 along with the land that's why all of a sudden you saw the social security act come into play social security after that after the 1934 35 social security act if you were to take all of the acts of congress from that point forward And scan them, which I've done because I I download all the statutes at large, which are um, every act of Congress that is written for for that term, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Statutes at large, you go right on the government website, download them all. I've downloaded every one since 1789, 1790. And around 1935, 34, I started doing a scan of the PDF. I wanted to scan to see Social Security Act. I wanted to see what other acts the social security act was laced into. Mm -hmm. And as you move from 1935 up in history, right? Into the future, the social security act starts to become interwoven into every single body of law, every act, just about, not every act, but damn near every act ever written refers to the social security act. Okay. So in 1935, the new deal after 1930 bankruptcy crash was to mortgage off your entire soul, your entire wealth. Okay, And they do that by giving you an insurance benefit called social security. And they make it sound like it's mandatory, but it's not. It's 100% voluntary. And federal law says you're not even supposed to be giving that number out to anyone for identification because it cannot be used as identification. So if it can't be used as identification by law, then why are all these organizations asking for it? Right. The answer to that is because it doesn't identify you. It identifies an organization that was given your name. You just think it's you. And the beneficiary of that trust account on that little card called Social Security card is the organization they created for you. And how can you tell that? How can you tell they're talking to the organization that has taken your name and not you? Because the government, and I'll tell you, here's how you can tell. If your name is not written in upper and lowercase, comma, last name, comma, first and middle, they're not talking to you. They're talking to your organization. If it's first, middle, initial, last name, upper and lowercase, first, middle, last name, upper and lowercase, all capital letter name, all capital letter, first, middle, initial, any of those derivations, it's not you. It's your organization. Okay. And I know this, and a lot of you will probably see this as conspiracy theory called the straw man theory and all. And there's a lot of people that stuff doesn't work. It's bullshit. Well, I've spent eight years using it and trust me, if you can walk into a court like I can and have that judge shit and bricks because you know more than they do and they're not quite sure that they're stepping there you know stepping in shit, then you know it's solid right
0: At that's the for- number one question I get is you know do, because we've been a part of this sham system so long you know is, is this stuff actually going to be recognized and is it you know is it worth it to go through the trouble? Because you still do get into some some trouble, I think, using it, right?
1: Well, that's the thing, okay? You're not supposed to be using it. Yeah, That's not for you to use. It's for the government to use. And there is a certain way, okay? So you are listed as needing a guardian because you're not knowledgeable enough to be able to manage that. I figured out, Wait a minute, because I studied trust law, estate law, common law, equity law, family law. Uh, you know, I mean, let's just go. The list goes on. Yeah, I was able to pick out the pieces and say, "How does this thing? Wait a minute, how does this actually operate?" So they created a trust, right? So let's go on that theory. So I would go down the rabbit hole in that theory and figure out, okay, if they created a trust. I need to know everything about how trusts work so that I can see how they're operating it. And if my theory is correct, by studying trust law, I should be able to see how they're managing the social security accounts and stuff in a fiduciary position. It should line up. That tells me whether it's true or not. Not what, you know, uh, John Smith says on the internet that he's a patriot. He's discovered all this stuff and here's how I'm interpreting it. No, no, no. I want to read trust law and I want to then see how they actually act and what they do and does it line up. So that's where, how I came to my theory and my, you know, the way that I operate. So I figured out that, yes, you can use it very effectively when you don't use it. (laughs) So what you have to do is understand the trust relationship and who you are in that mix. Okay. And when you can do that, you can start appointing the proper people to get shit done because you don't have the authority to do it. And if the judge is trying to force you into that authority position, he is now committing treason because he is there to protect that trust and instead is benefiting off it. So when you walk into a courtroom and you throw this around on the judge, who nine times out of ten, these guys don't really know this stuff. They're just taught that if someone comes in and starts speaking this stuff, you better call somebody. Oh, yeah, because that's why judges always leave the bench when I'm in the courtroom, most of the time, they'll get up and they'll leave. We need to take short recess. Uh-huh. You know, then they'll come back and they'll be like flipping through books and read notes and trying to figure <laughs> out like, what's this guy doing? And I'm like, this is not the time to study. You know, You guys have been taught to violate rights so much you don't even know how to uphold rights. Mm-hmm. It's powerful, man, I'm telling you. So the people that say it's garbage is because they don't understand they followed everyone online and never studied the law behind it. They just followed what all the gurus online are saying. To me, that's false profiting, right? These people Mm -hmm. are profiting literally off of you by having you pay them and their research is faulty, right? Mm -hmm. They're just following what somebody else told them and they might get a result here and there and they're like, that's it, this is the way you do it. Then your guru winds up in jail and can't get himself out, okay? So, and then everybody following him winds up with the same fate. So I didn't want to do that. I was like, no, 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 I need to figure out how that's not going to happen to me again. And that's why House and Marcus, REM private management, House of Marcus, we keep everything behind an NDA. When mm-hmm. you go to my website, yes, we charge for our work because quite honestly, I've taken 12 years of this stuff and boiled it down to, to the simple points so that everybody understands what's really going on. They can begin to function. And we provide a level of protection for you. Everything is behind the the PMA, the Private Member Association, the Mm -hmm. NDA. Actually, we haven't initiated the Private Member Association just yet, but we'll be doing that in the upcoming weeks. So yes, you can use this stuff effectively, but you have to know who you are. You have to know how it operates so that you can come from an evolved level of consciousness to say, wait a minute. I don't have to fight you. I don't need to fight for my rights. I got them all. I just need to know who I am in the mix so that you know all my rights are intact. And once I do that, you are powerless. And they are. And people go, they don't follow the law. They don't follow any law. They follow the law very well. They're following the law exactly the way they wrote it, the way they subverted the Constitution. Everything they did was lawful. Okay? The problem is... We don't know the law, so we don't know where it went sidetracked and got over top of us, okay? But again, that's what I worked on all these years. They got over top of us by making us believe we're something we're not. It's that simple. And when you can wrap your head around this and start doing business, you will see that these guys will start to cave. They will start to fall because, biblically speaking, they have nothing to stand on. And they do follow the principles of law which come from the Bible, which comes from Justinian deciphering the Bible and following Jesus and writing it into the civil law system. See, it's just people don't understand the law. So they think that these guys aren't following the law. Yeah, their law says that that president can easily send a mandate out that everybody has to listen to. I mean, we've had a dictator since Lincoln. We've never been without one ever since then. So they're following the law. However, why are you allowing that law to apply to you when you're not a federal citizen and that law only applies to federal citizenship and persons, right? You're agreeing by saying it doesn't apply to you and saying, this is bullshit. This doesn't apply to me. I'm going to fight you on it. You're saying, I agree. Because if I did, if it didn't belong to me, I wouldn't even have to fight you.
0: Because you're giving them power that way, right? By you're just, you're giving it credence. You got it,
1: man. That's it. And it's a hard thing for people to wrap their head around because I get people that get angry with me all the time, but you got to fight for your rights in your country, man. You got to stand up. (laughs) You know what? Religion said we had to kill each other too, in order to be in God's good graces. But everybody that I've seen on interviews that have died and come back, that's not how they say God functioned when they went to the other side and came back and all their stories line up and these people don't even know each other. So how do they have similar stories when they died and came back? And God didn't say go kill no one to, you know,
0: at all. That aspect is so interesting to me because I've I've never really been a religious person to be honest. I I've believed in a higher power, some kind of omnipotent force, but I never really got into the religious stuff and kind of, you know, dipping my toes into this stuff has really brought me back to a lot of that. Um and so what I wanted to ask what what do the people in power who have who have implemented this this fraud truly believe
1: okay so the people in power that you don't see it's not your biden's your obama's and your trump's okay it's the people behind that believe that they have a right to play god on this earth and that you're inferior to them because this is all just about science or Mm. evolution and it's not about the human species it's just about this is all very cold in business. Trust me, when you die, ain't going to be nothing like this. So they believe that we're just managing the plantation. We're just managing the Garden of Eden here, right? Because the guard, this is the Garden of Eden. They're just managing it. So they believe that they're, they're here to manage it, okay, and that we don't have any say in that, okay, because we're less than. But if you read the book, the book is saying you have that authority until... They come into my heaven until they come into my jurisdiction, God, right? The the higher until they evolve because humanity is just an experiment, so to speak, right? It's just another species in the universe of other species that Mm -hmm. we don't see. Now, people may say, that's crazy. This dude's off his rocker. That's your thing. I've seen enough in my life. I'm convicted to that belief structure. Right. So just like you, I went through religion early. Well, I don't know if you did, but I'm saying I, I didn't jive with religion my whole life. Cause my parents were Catholic, even though they weren't like devout Catholic, they put us in Catholic school. And that's just what their, their parents did. So my mom started to realize when I was like 11 or 12, Oh no, this doesn't feel right. Something is just eerie. And we're getting out, we're going to talk about spirituality and study that. So we did, but it's funny. You're not alone. Like I'm dealing with hundreds of people right now. And they're all coming to me saying, you know, it just brought me back to looking at the religious act, the spiritual aspect. And I'm like, yes, that's because it's written in the book. This is what's going to happen. The book is very prophetic. So, yeah, these guys believe that they're superior and that you and I are nothing more than just here to serve them so that they can change the earth into what they want, which is a mechanical cold, no heart, no emotion, no nothing, just another ball or or flat, whatever. There's flat earthers out there. I'm not arguing with you guys. It's yeah. one or the other. Okay. I'm
0: just saying. <laughs> whatever it is, don't get those guys on our case.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah. Whatever it is, the, the higher elite people think that they're Mm going to control that and turn it into what they want. Yeah. But the book says, no, you're not. So right now what we're seeing is them realizing that shit, we may lose this thing. Well, you already know you lost it because it's in the book. So Satan and and this is how I understand it. So I will, I'll get into real quick how I understand it. And this is why I put on my front page, the book of Enoch, right. And, mm-hmm. and on the front page of privateestatetrust.org, the book of Enoch is, comes from the Dead Sea Scrolls. Some people say, oh, that book's not really legitimate and all this stuff. Regardless, when I read it, I was like, damn, this thing's got some serious clues in it. Cause mm-hmm. as I'm reading it, I'm getting mental pictures that aren't from my mind. Okay. It's just happening. And I'm going, holy shit, man, this makes a lot of sense. So in the book of Enoch, it talks about the 18 angels that fell from the sky, okay? And it calls them the watchers, okay? Now, 18 is how do you get, how do you arrive at 18 in math? Six, six, six. Hello, when they had polytheism, these gods, okay, these angels, which to me, back then, if I were going to describe something coming out of the sky, like let's say a ship, I might say it had wings like a bird, right? Because I don't know how to describe this and write this thing coming out of the sky. So to me, you have 18 angels, which are watchers over the earth, which may just have come in ships, guys. Let's just, but for the sake of religion, let's say they had floppy wings on them and they, you know, flew down like a bird, right? These 18 angels were uh, in charge of about 200 okay and they were here to watch man evolution of man of humanity because these guys were serpents they weren't they don't look like us they're of a different species right they're serpents so they came down to manage earth and they said you know what they got together it says in the book of Enoch they got together and they said we're going to take this we want this earth see these these human women man they look beautiful don't they look at them they don't look like us we want to fornicate with them Adam and Eve. Okay. This is where Adam and Eve comes from. Mm -hmm. The 18 angels come down, they devise a plan, a conspiracy against God, so to speak, the the master of this universe, because there's masters of all the universes in my uh, understanding. They came down and they said, We're going to take this over. We're going to do it our way. And if you read the book of Enoch, it says they taught the humans how to fight right? They equipped them with weapons. They taught them to fight each other, what war was about. They created a thing called money and they showed them how that worked. They taught the women how to beautify themselves, right? How to have vanity. Humans were not supposed to know this, okay? Read the book of Enoch. So then God got pissed and he threw huge boulders at the earth, hello the craters all over the earth okay look around at when the meteors hit everywhere i mean they're yeah. telling you what happened these beings fornicated with the women and created the nephilim they were the giants look mm-hmm. online and look up giant skeletons you will see that they found them and they've hid them
0: i've seen those okay. pictures yeah they're, they're some of them are pretty compelling yeah they really are. Now,
1: again, I'm not saying any
0: of this is true. This is
1: just my understanding. When I read the book of Enoch, plus all the history and law that I've read, and I've seen how these guys are able to hide things that will blow your mind. Okay. And I've seen it with my own eyes. So I know, right. That these things exist. So to me, this is very believable, a very believable theory. So when I read the book of Enoch, I see, Oh, wait a minute. So God was pissed And he threw these boulders at the earth, okay, which disrupted the entire economic or um, ecological system, which is where you get the flood from of Noah and the sinking of Atlantis and the and, uh, you know, the the other civilization, because it was it was tainted. It was polluted. You polluted it with your seed. You guys weren't supposed to do that. You're supposed to go down there, make sure that these cavemen or whatever they were were going to evolve and figure out how to create a system on this earth that's in harmony. And you know, uh, it it didn't deal with money. It didn't have any of that shit, but you guys polluted it. So I'm pissed. I'm going to send these boulders down. I'm going to blow this thing apart. We're going to start over, but I'm going to allow you the next 5,000 years to be able to continue your reign, right? Or however many years it was. This is the cycle of the the astrological year, which is, is it 25,000 years? I believe that could be wrong. Like 25,600 years, whatever. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's that's one year. That's the age of uh, Pisces, right? We're coming out of the age of Pisces going into the age of Aquarius. That's one year. Okay. We see a year is 365 days. This one is thousands of years long. So anyway, God said, you can finish your reign, but at the end of that, in the next cycle, it's over for you. It's done. That's why people say, you know, so it is written. So it is done. This is already done in the heavens. The war is over. God is won. you know, the angels have won. We're just seeing it play out in this third dimension reality, right? Mm-hmm. So these 200 angels, 18 of them that were in charge, there was one main conspirator called Azazel and the other was Semyaza. And there it's in the Bible very briefly, but when you read the book of Enoch, you can see how this played out. So these guys that are doing this are all part of the serpent seed, right? They're all part of, well, our
0: seed wants to reign supreme here. And this is what they call the the reptilians, right? Yes. Right. And right. which I thought was a complete conspiracy theory for a long time. And then I read some of that stuff, and there is actual like stuff behind it.
1: Yeah, and some people get crazy with it. Don't get me wrong. Like, yeah. I don't believe every single thing about these beings and all that's being told to me i just know what i've seen and read, and what fits together for me right Mm -hmm. so it just makes sense that now all of us here are carrying pieces of all kinds of other species of beings right that's why we're so unique it's not just the seed from the um the reptilians however that that play because we need light and dark within our system So what we're experiencing right now is the battle between the light and the dark within us and also outside of us. So we're basically looking at saying, how do we balance this? Because we need dark. Dark is not bad. People say, oh, you got to stop being negative. Everything should be positive. Well, you just threw the whole balance off because you have to have negative to make the
0: the positive go. i always said that. Always. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So you need it. But what's happening is it's been out of balance for all these years, right? Mm -hmm. The negative was so intense and could easily just take over and people would go, oh, I'm buying into the negative. And now you're more negative than positive. So your own spirit is off, right? That took us all years and years of reincarnation, in my opinion, to get through in this reality so we could understand, oh, that's how I reconnect and balance this out. So the spiritual aspect of this entire awakening and law stuff is so extremely important because that's where it comes from. Mm -hmm. That's where all law comes from, right? Man just said, well, now I'm going to write it my way and try to play God. So these elites came down, oh, we're going to play God, right? We're part of the 18th seed of the 18 angels, whatever you want to call it, the devil. Once they combined it all into one devil, one God, whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. but there is a supreme being. Mm -hmm. which it says in the Bible, I am the alpha and the omega. It didn't say I'm the alpha. It said, I'm the alpha and and we will make them in our image. Didn't say my image, right? Mm -hmm. So there are gods that have made us in their image, but they're under the one God that is the alpha and the omega, the creator of all that is. And there are universal laws like, Hey, uh, reptilians and greys, you know, you guys aren't going to go destroy what I've created as the supreme creator like you did with other stars and, and planets, which is where you get the Pleiadian force said, we're never going to allow that to happen again because that happened to our planet originally. Okay. From what I understand, from the way that the, the lore goes, if you will. Yeah. So we're experiencing putting up the defenses and saying, you're not going to do this anymore. And I think a lot of people get confused when I say we don't fight We don't fight at all. There's a difference between fighting and defending. I'm not going to go pick a fight with you and try to burn you at the stake. I'm going to draw the line in the sand and say, you don't have a right to step over in my yard, in my jurisdiction. And once you do, now I have a right to put my hands up and defend myself. Sure. And I'm not going to come at you and pick a fight about it for what you're doing to your society that you created that everybody agrees to right because mm-hmm. people are agreed. you go down the grocery store and buy a candy bar you just agreed to be in that society why because that society is the one that houses the commerce that you go down to the store buy the candy bar in for debt right because you don't have any money you only have debt. you got just debt by note. shopping just by shopping
0: damn so well,
1: how think do you get about a candy bar <laughs> exactly so think about it right They've issued nothing but debt notes. So a note, and this is why people watching this, if you want to learn this stuff, really read legal definitions and financial definitions. Get mm-hmm. yourself a law dictionary. I offer seven different versions of Blacks on the website for free. Get your, wow. Just go online. You don't even need that—you know to have it on your computer. Just go online, man. Legal definitions, banking definitions. Why is there a dictionary for each of those? Because they're different languages. They're not standard English. If you're going to go to China and learn Chinese, you better have a Chinese dictionary because you need to know what their words mean, right? This is no different in the legal sense. You have to. The law dictionary has given me the most understanding of the entire legal structure because I can understand what's being written by these definitions because it's not the same in Webster's, okay, as it is in Black's Law Dictionary or other law dictionaries. I'm sure. Right. So getting back to the notes, right? And the debt and the candy bar they issued us a thing called federal reserve notes. Well, look up the word note in banking. It means a promise to pay. It's a note. I'm giving you a note. I promise to pay you sometime in the future. So if I got five of these notes in my hands and I tried to pay for the candy bar, I just said, well, I'm not going to pay you right now. I'm going to pay you five of these in the future. (laughs) What did you pay? You didn't pay anything. You discharged, their obligation to their supplier that they gave a debt note to or credits on a screen, which are also promises to pay. And you turn around and then gave them something to discharge that obligation. And you discharge your obligation by giving them that particular, I'll pay you at a later time. So we have a system that completely encapsulates you and and has a cage around everywhere that you turn, right? Right. So people, so I'm not here to just bring you bad news, right? Solution, solution, solution. So what's the
0: solution for that though? How do you get the candy bar without partaking in fraud?
1: Exactly. (laughs) It is to know that you are not giving them the note for the candy bar. Your trust is giving them the note for the candy bar. Mm. Your all capital letter name is giving them the note for the candy bar the organization that they set up for you, the trust is giving them the note for the candy bar. Because you are a man, you cannot give them that. It is impossible and it's against your religious beliefs because you're a man of spirit and you believe that somebody gives something to me, I need to give them something of equal value. Well, the note is not equal value. So that's against my religious beliefs. But if I'm acting as the officer, the proper officer with the authority of this organization to issue that note. Now I'm in honor, right? Mm -hmm. Because I'm just acting as an officer, but there's a specific office to hold for that. And what is happening is you're going in and offering them a note as a trustee. Well, that's wrong because you're not the trustee. So you're breaking the law by giving them the note because you're operating as the trustee for your organization that you're not. So again, what's the solution? it's called an executor. Well, what is an executor? An executor in the sense of an estate. Now let's define the word estate. Again, these are all legal terms. And by the way, if you guys are going to research the term estate, you're going to see this definition that's 20 miles long. And I always say in my research, I found that the most important words are so simple to understand that they have to hide them with all this explanation as to what it actually means. Hmm. Okay. An estate simply means the sum of all property. Property includes rights. Rights are property, okay? It includes land and real property, trees, gold, silver. It includes paper things that you own, contracts, jewelry, personal things. All of that combined is called an estate, right? if you're the executor of that estate, that means that whoever owns that property is not alive. And they've given you the executive position before they passed to be able to act as just what it says, an executor, right? Just like a chief executive officer. That's all you are, but you're not the trustee. Now that gets confusing the trust, the all capital letter name thing that they created at birth is held by the government. Okay. For benefit of the dead guy, which you're the executor of. So let's put this in another scenario. So it's easy to understand it in a real life scenario. Let's say your dad died. He appointed you executor. Now you're saying, okay, I don't have any liability to my dad's debts and because I'm not my dad. But my dad's estate has a liability for those debts. All of my dad's property has a liability for those debts. I don't. I'm just here to make sure that those debts get paid out of my dad's property. But you can't come out. You can't take my house for my dad's estate debts. Okay. Because you're the executor. So they can't come after you personally for any of the debts of the estate all the debt belongs to your straw man which you are the executor of yeah see so now there is no liability but you have a duty to make sure that the debts are taken care of properly and that's where we're trying to get people to understand how to operate every day it's not hard you just need a few you need to understand how which is what i'm explaining the mechanism to understand how this thing works now let's go back to that real scenario You're the executor and your dad had a trust, okay? And maybe that trust was set up and the name of the trust is your name. And you didn't even know it, right? So now this trust exists, it's called a legal fiction. It -hmm. exists in fiction, okay? But it has your name. Now you're the executor. You can't go into the trust because your dad didn't appoint you a trustee. So let's get a trust down real quick. Three people in a trust, a grantor, which would be your dad right? Or a creator of the trust, which would be your dad, a trustee, which is a second person that is trusted to hold that property for a beneficiary, which is the third person, which is also you. So your dad created this trust and gave it to a trustee, the property to a trustee that whatever is in that trust, the property, the money, whatever he's got in there, the trustee has to operate for your benefit. Now you come in as the executor and say, look, I'm not the trustee over that property. So I can't pay me out because I'm also the beneficiary of that property. But I'm up here as a general executor trying to make sure my dad's estate, all the debts are paid and all, but I can't go into that trust and pull anything out of it because I'm not the trustee. You are, but I'm the executor. So I'm telling you as if I was my father, that this is what needs to happen. And the, the trustee has two uh, duties to you as the, now as the beneficiary. So you're the executor, the trustee only has to follow the rules of the trust, but as a benefit, as you being the beneficiary, that trustee has two duties to you. So now you're wearing two hats. Okay. You're an executor, you're a trustee. hmm So now that trustee has to give you the duty and owes you a performance and an accounting. Well, now that trustee has to say, okay, I've got to perform according to the trust. And if the trust says um, that you get the house as a beneficiary, I have to give you that house. If the trust says that you get the car, if the trust says that you get 500,000 sitting in the trust account, I have to give that to you as the beneficiary. But you as the executor can't go into that account, take that money out and give it to you. You as the executor can't go to the the, um, county land records and transfer that house over to you or change any records. The trustee has to do it. Mm -hmm. No different what's going on with the government. Mm -hmm. They're the trustees. You're the executor. You get to tell them, hey, you better perform according to the trust. When I go down to buy that candy bar, I'm the executor doing my duty. My duty is to make sure that the debts of the estate are wound up and settled. Being that this person just gave me something of value called a candy bar, gave it to the estate, it gave it to the dead guy, to the trust. I now have to turn around as the executor over the estate and say, well, I'm going to make sure that that bill is paid and I don't have anything to pay it with. So I'm going to discharge it. So even though in that store down the street at the gas station, the transaction is no different than it's ever been, but in your mind, you know who you are. Mm -hmm. So if that woman were to say to you, thank you for paying for this candy bar you might turn around and say, you're welcome for the discharge. And she's going, <laughs> what? what are you talking about? What? what? You, know. <laughs> you see, so when you can understand that this concept of trust in a state is actually what's really going on here, then you get to the higher level and you realize that the Vatican is holding all of the earth in trust
0: yeah. be careful what women you say that to by the way don't just go around to random women and say thank you for the discharge <laughs> yeah
1: very true <laughs> but you see what i'm saying so it's a whole new way of understanding and thinking and while this probably sounds like greek to everybody and this is so confusing it's so hard for me to follow yeah i get it i was at the same place but instead of following all these people online that are going down all these rabbit trails what I started to do was figure this out in the sim- most simplistic but effective way, and this has been the most effective way, because when I roll up into any legal situation, I go, "Oh, you're the trustee. Are you wait a minute, are you talking? who are you talking to? What's the name? I let them say the name. What's the name you're looking for? John Henry Doe. So what you're telling me is you're trying to operate a federal trust. Do you have a Fed here that get, as a trustee to operate that trust? Well, isn't that your name? Absolutely not. I don't have a first, middle, and last name. That belongs to things. Only things have first, middle, and last names.
0: There's no last people... names in the Bible, right?
1: No last names in the Bible because they didn't have them back then. Right. Things have names. People have given and house names. Okay. They came up with house names in order to, again, uh, con- solidify their control mechanism. It was, it was harder to track people that had the same names. So they started saying, "Well, um, you're Mac's son, so you became a MacGregor, or you're Greg's son. Sorry, you became a MacGregor because Mac means son or daughter. Mac is, I believe, son, and Mick is daughter. Okay, uh, so you carry and and if Greg Gregor Greg was your name, you became MacGregor." So uh, Portuguese, E-S means son of on the end of your name. If you're Portuguese, you have E-S on the end of the name. It means son of. So they started applying these house names. You were from the house of, right? Which is why I'm from the house of Marcus. That's a literal lineage for me. From St. Mark, from Marcus, the house of Mark. That's where I come from. Mm -hmm. So when a judge or somebody starts getting in, we're going to play the name game here. Because first you have to identify who it is you're talking to. And that's why when you see videos of these people going in and not giving their name, the judge starts getting huffy and puffy because he knows at the very least he needs the name of that trust before he proceeds.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah, big time. So these people that poo-poo it and say, oh, is no really good." absolutely, it's 100% effective. What I do if I were in court, you know, my first thing is, you know, my name is Robert Michael House and Marks, uh, you know, New Jersey Vital Statistics file number 129. Uh, or here on behalf of Robert Michael Marks, New Jersey Bios statistics file number 12960610, how can I help you? <laughs> because I just laid out the trust, and I laid out who I am in relation to the trust. Yeah, I, That's not my name. I just told you who the trust is. Oh, do you want to know the federal account number? I'll give you that in private. right? But the federal account number is at the Federal Reserve in Chicago. If you all want to know where your trust account is held, just take your Social Security card, flip it over on the back, look at the letter. On the series, there's a series of numbers on the back of your social security card. Look at the letter, yeah. go online and type in Federal Reserve letter D, letter J, whatever it is, and it'll tell you which bank your account is held at, which fed, which of the 12 Federal Reserve uh, banks that your account is held at. Now, we litmus tested this, so we know the account exists and we know it's there. We know that it can transact, um, it can do transactions through it because we litmus tested it and already proven that. Mm-hmm. So again, I've done real world testing to make sure that I'm not just going in there like some sovereign citizen guy talking a bunch of stuff that Joe Smith on the internet said was true. Mm -hmm. You know, No, 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 because you're gonna come back at me and question me like I don't know what I'm talking about. So I wanna make sure that I come right back at you with an answer and another question. So now you gotta answer me. I accepted your question and I answered it. It's like when you go into court, first thing a judge says, usually, not all the time, They call your name or a name, right? John Henry Doe, it's me. (laughs) Worst mistake you could ever make. So would you just sit down and not say anything? No, John Henry Doe, I stand up, I walk up. Hey, good morning. How's everybody doing today? Thank you. Are you good? Everybody good? Yeah, it's a great morning, right? Uh, You know, my name is John Henry of the House of Doe. I'm here on behalf of John Henry Doe, uh, New Jersey Bible Statistics, file number 1296016 to administrate the estate today. How can I help you? right that is uh uh, sir uh do you need a psych evaluation as a matter of fact i got one of those already done which is be very smart for anybody that's facing any legal issues get yourself a psych eval done privately because that's one of the first things they're going to try to do to you here's the playbook you go into court you say this empty the court sir have a seat we'll call we'll call you back up what they're going to do is empty the courtroom so no one else sees the secrets that you're putting out there. Happens all the time. Dude, I've helped hundreds of people and every one of them reports the same thing. They go, man, the weirdest thing happened. They emptied the courtroom. Like, it's normal. That's what they do. Empty the courtroom. They bring you up last. Unless you've already issued some paperwork to them and they already know that you know, then they'll just call your name last after everybody's gone. So it's always good to bring witnesses with you into a courtroom in any situation at no more or no less than two, because the Bible says out of the mouth of two or three, the facts are established, right? So I used to bring 12 because Jesus had 12, so I'm bringing 12. So I used to bring 12 in the courtroom with me as my jury, as my witnesses. Anyway, the judge will be stumped. Then they're gonna move to the next thing. They're gonna start stuttering. They're gonna get a little nervous. And if they start getting angry, even with a psych eval, first thing I do. Eh, well, yeah, I'm I'm sorry you're getting upset. There's no reason to get emotional here, Judge. You know, we're just doing business. I'm in peace. I'm not here to worry you. There's no controversy. Would the prosecutor say that I uh, ran a red light, was drinking beer, was doing this, isn't that? Well, I'm going to conditionally accept that. That's not a problem. I will conditionally accept those charges as long as the state will provide. It's municipal corporate charter or it's, or the prosecutor and everyone here that is a state agent's oath of office. I'll accept all those charges on behalf of the estate. And I will tender those charges. What do you say? Uh, 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 Cause now I'm just doing business. I'm just doing business. I just need to know who you are. So I can do business with you. And I'll accept all the charges in the world. Not a problem. We'll accept those. I'll write you an instrument for it. Pay you. We're out of here. Let's have a day. All right. Mm-hmm. They start freaking out because you've got the whole thing on lockdown. This is just business. I didn't come into a court. I came into a banking intermediary. I looked up your court registry investment system. It says you guys invest in securities. Well, where are you getting those securities? A security is a debt contract. What security? Why does the court have debt contracts? Where are you getting them from? Oh, that's right. You're getting it from my signature on the charges for the debt. That's all charges are in a court situation. They're just charging, charging your account. That's why they need you to be the trust because the trust is linked to an account that they can then run their charges through, create a security, invest that security and all get kickbacks on it. But they can't do it without you. That's why you are the only one that approves any charges in a legal matter against you. They need you to sign your own sentence. They need you to approve it all. And the minute you don't approve it, and you go, well, you know, I'm not really going to approve that because I don't know who I'm dealing with here. I guess we can't move forward. <laughs> At the end of every criminal case, before they give the judgment, any last words, right? What's the judge say? Do you have any last words? <gasps> oh, I'm sorry. When really you should be saying, uh, yeah, I I don't consent to the judgment. I don't consent to the parties being who they are. And I can't consent to these charges. So I'm not going to allow these charges to go through here today uh, unless we further negotiate. That's my last words. Without prejudice. (laughs) Without recourse. And there's a way to sign everything that will bar them from being able to make that instrument a financial instrument without you being paid. And it's simply without prejudice or Um, without recourse
0: that's amazing (laughs) that's such a i mean that's such a position of power in comparison to what we're told right yep that's why
1: i say man until you've experienced that kind of power and and are able to get the judges to basically how can i help you right and now (laughs) they're like this and and the prosecutor's like who are you Because I'm scared to death of that judge. That's all that judge has to do is look at me wrong and I'm going to shit bricks because I'm the prosecutor and I need to make sure that my nose is up his ass so far that I get my cases through. But you come in here and he's got his nose up your ass. How does that happen?
0: Mm -hmm. Prosecutors
1: no clue because they're not taught any of this stuff. You know, and my best friend is a 24 year attorney litigating attorney. He's a phenomenal attorney. Mm -hmm. And he came to me so I could teach him this stuff. So I could show him how it works. Yeah, because he's like, dude, they don't teach any – there's none of this stuff taught in in law school, none of it. But he also recognized that I wasn't just shooting from the hip with these theories, that I was pointing to him in the rules of court, in the laws, throughout historical documents and everything, where this stuff is located. So in his attorney mind, the way that he thinks, oh, now I can defend that because Mm -hmm. you've gave me the authority where the stuff is actually located. Mm -hmm. now he knows how to defend it so in people in the freedom community oh you don't want an attorney i agree with that you know because if you have someone attorning for you the word attorn look it up in your legal dictionary means to transfer the rights from the tenant to the landlord under a new lease agreement so that's the word attorn naturally some an attorney is doing that for you yeah but i don't look at it like that the attorney is representing the estate the fiction, the trust, the dude that looks like it has my name, but it's not my name. Mm. I am presenting myself in the matter. I don't represent, right? Because you can't represent what's present. So I'm present in the matter and the estate is being represented by the attorney. Now, no, well, I shouldn't say no, very few attorneys, if any, are ever going to allow you to do that right because they're afraid they're going to lose their bar card they're going to look nuts they're going to you know fortunately my guy doesn't care he's like I don't worry about the bar card I'm not worried about status and prestige of an attorney I could care less you could take his damn job for me what I care about is that my people are free like that's his mentality so he and I are like I mean we're solid man you know so we're writing all new documents and stuff now for
0: everything. That's awesome. Ooh. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. Like how, you know, what are some, um, you know, things that you can do with all this COVID stuff now as far as the masks, the, the the injections and all that stuff. Do you have any like practical ways of getting past that?
1: I do, but but you really have to know if you're going to do it yourself, what you're you're doing, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: that's hard because people don't know how to write this stuff. So that's why we're providing behind our PMA. I can't talk about exactly what we're doing because you have to become a member of the PMA, but Mm -hmm. we are going to help people with that. But yes, there are things. So notice, right? And again, I'll tell you different things you could do. Mm -hmm. Standing on your religious conviction, right? I know a lot of people, I'm not religious, I'm spiritual. Well, here's the deal with that. You can be spiritual all day long. They will kill you. It doesn't matter, right? Mm -hmm. They got the right to kill you. What they don't have the right to kill is God's people. That's it. So if you're not going to get under the Christian umbrella, you're probably not going to get very far. You don't, religion is not spirituality. Religion is the law book. That's what they use. So we do a religious exemption, right? Under Mm -hmm. Christianity, Jesus said, there's two commandments. Remember, the Old Testament said there was 10, you got to follow all this shit. The New Testament, the new covenant, the new contract said, love your neighbor with all, or uh, love your neighbor as yourself, love God with all your heart, mind, and your soul. Mm -hmm. That's it. I know a ton of people that aren't religious, that are spiritual, that are doing that. So to me, you're Christian. That's what Jesus said to do. You're Christian. So we go under this Christian principle. So people could write an affidavit. Then they can write a notice that lists out. Well, it would be an acceptance. What you would do is accept the offer of the vaccine. Not a problem. I accept the vaccine all day long. After you provide me this, right? And then you number. I need to see that the virus actually exists. I need to see a pure sample of the virus. I need to see um, where... The you know mandate from the president or, or governor becomes law. Where's that legislation? I need to see where you're able to subvert the uh, Nuremberg Code. I need to see where you, as an employer, are able to act as an executive officer under the executive branch and enforce something that hasn't become legislated law yet. I need to see, and as soon as you meet all these requirements. I'll get vaccinated because I like working for you. (laughs) If you don't meet all these requirements and you fire me, let me just notice you of the liability you're going to cause because you don't have any proof to move forward in law. So you're going to cause me damages by firing me, by sending me home without leave with uh, sending me on leave without pay uh, by doing by forcing this against me or any action you take. So here's your notice of liability. So Mm -hmm. notice of acceptance. Um, you know, accepting the offer upon conditions, right. Conditional acceptance, notice of liability. If you proceed without these, I'm going to give you a notice of liability. And here's what you're liable to, to me for right. Million dollars per violation of my inalienable substantive, right. You know, um, that kind of thing. So that's what people can start to do. That doesn't mean that they're not going to proceed to fire you or whatever. Right. But the way that we're designing our stuff, we're setting it up for an easy litigation because it's coming from a 24 plus year litigator that knows if it's set up this way, an attorney should be able to go in and slam dunk this. And because I've managed 250 attorneys in my career underneath me, I can explain to these guys how I would go in and litigate this thing, right? So now people can go in and litigate and collect Rather than just go, I gave him an affidavit and all this and they just ran over me. Now, what do I do? Right? So that's some of the things you can do preliminary. But we know that people aren't going to, and look, we can't go out in the public. The reason we have fees for what we do is, A, we are backing you 100%. You know, we are writing solid shit that is not pie in the sky, legal theory stuff on the internet. Hmm. Okay? We are providing you community, a, a community of people, which means, when they see these documents coming from the same source who are they going to call me yeah and I'm going to say that Patrick is with me and if Patrick's with me how are you administrating his account did you get authorization from the federal government and Patrick to administrate his account you know uh ending in such and such a number Federal Reserve Bank all the Now we're cooking with gas, right? Because I know that Patrick's probably not going to be able to study this stuff and grasp it as well as I. So I will step in for Patrick. Mm -hmm. That's what we're doing at House of Marcus. And it all has to be private. Because Mm -hmm. if it's not, they will shut us down. Legally, they can because it's public. And public is where their laws apply. Private, it does not apply. So the first thing I would tell people that I would do, I should say, I create a power of attorney, a trust, a power of attorney and a declaration of status, whether people fully understand it or not. If it's in place, I offer it on the site. I've got a whole instructional video. I mean, it's it's a lot of work that I've done over the years wrapped up in one package that starts everything from your God-given rights all the way down to the trust and your interest in it and who you are. It doesn't matter if you fully understand yet, you're going to continue learning and we're going to be there to provide you the help. That's what we are a PMA for. Once that's established, and you don't have to establish that to start sending COVID stuff, but in my opinion, you should have that root record, man, because I list everything in there and your relationship to it, that the government assumes you to be Mm -hmm. is all clarified and rebutted on paper. Now, now they can't assume you to be the trustee for the account because you've already said in paper in a public record that you're not, and it's notarized. So guess what? You don't have the right to assume that anymore. So we do that on the website. It's, it's called a declaration of status, power of attorney, declaration of status, property and obligation, and it, revocable living trust. They all tie together. When people are set up that way, I can easily now go, oh, here's a document template. Look at that. You might want to send that. I can't tell you to do it. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, because I am not an attorney. Mm-hmm. So I can't give you advice. However, here's what we would do next, Right. All templated out. The minute you change it, it's your document, right? The minute you put your name on it, your document. We're just here to support you, and we can because we didn't give you legal advice,
0: mm-hmm. you know.
1: So that's how we're providing solution to this and bringing people through the door. The website's got to be redone. We're working on that too, so that everything is more in line with exactly what we're doing, doing seminars around the country and stuff like that. Uh, to educate people, but it is it is very very important. And I know that there's going to be people out there that go, "Well, that's bullshit. I shouldn't have to pay for that." Well, number one, I don't resonate with that mentality because when somebody's put their entire life into something and has put their ass on the line plenty of times simply because they wanted to show the rest of humanity, "Look, this is happening. This is how we do this. I've already experimented with it, so you don't have to." Sure. That deserves. Supporting us so that we can continue to go further with this. That's why there's payments. Now, we, uh, we also understand that not everyone can afford that. So yeah. we're going to set up a scholarship program where those who are really wealthy, because we're getting a lot of very wealthy people that are coming and saying, damn, you're right. Like, I may have all this money, but I'm still a slave. Yes, you are. Donate to us some extra money so we can put it in our scholarship fund for the people that can't afford this, so we can support them too. We don't look at house of markets. We do not look at problems. We look at oh, look, there's something to figure out, Mm -hmm. right? Not a problem. We just haven't figured it out yet. So same thing with people that don't have the money or whatever. We've got a solution for that. We got a solution for everything. Mm -hmm. Not a problem. So that's what we're working on. That's what we're doing. And it's and it. It's going to be behind the private veil, and we welcome anyone to to come on over and check it out.
0: You know, definitely sounds like a, a worthwhile service, and I I, I will post that uh, link to your website in in the caption of this video if you if you'll allow me, because um, that sounds like an awesome uh, awesome thing to be a part of. Um, before I let you go, I did have a question um, here from one of my members. It says, "Can you claim your house as property?" Um, and can you get out of school taxes if you're homeschooling? I was wondering yeah. if you could address that possibly.
1: Again, it all boils down to who you are in the mix and what are you going, how are you going to prove that? Right. Mm-hmm. So you never own your home because you pay uh, tax on it. The first thing is if you have a mortgage on it, no, you're not going to be able to easily get out of the mortgage. They're going to come take your home. I've seen a million gurus. All go, this is all you got to do is just do this, that. And, and trust me, you're good. And next thing you know, the people are homeless. Be mm-hmm. careful. Theoretically, a lot of the stuff the gurus are saying is true. But in reality, everyone's corrupt. They keep pushing. They come take the house. Is it possible to answer his question? It is possible. Do I do that for you? No, we've got bigger problems and bigger fish to fry than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it can be done with enough study. Same thing with school taxes. Um, However, if here's the thing. You're signing contracts. You signed a contract for the home. You basically gave the county a contract when you filed with them uh, to have your house registered in their municipal district. Okay, You gave the school a contract when you signed up for their services. So you can't just turn around and go, well, I'm not going to abide by the contract and you're still going to give me services. Well, how's that fair? If I came to you and said, and and you were uh, a furniture maker, And um, you said, look, um, for this furniture, I'm going to charge you 500 bucks. And you went, okay, great. And then all of a sudden you went, you know what? I'm not going to pay that five. Give me the furniture. I'm not paying you. I'm going to pay you 300. That's not honorable. It's never going to happen. So you have to figure out who I am in the contract. And then how am I going to lawfully rework that contract with them so that this doesn't apply? It's not an easy thing to do. can it be done yes but anyone that's out there selling you some sort of process that's just fill this paper out man send it in i guarantee you're good you're gonna pay for it (laughs) in the end twice because you paid them to get you in more trouble Gotcha. okay so just be careful is it possible yes but you better have studied quite a few years before you attempt anything
0: what is the what is the first step for people sorry cut you off go ahead go ahead I just want to say, what, no, what is ahead. the first step for people to to really like pull out of this whole system and and start learning this stuff?
1: It's in my opinion, your first step is to start understanding the relationship,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like we laid out. Anybody that's watching this video, we went over it very detailed. If you can start understanding that relationship, the first thing you should do is create a record of your relationship to that thing. That's where I do the trust, the power of attorney, and the declaration of status. I get it. You might not understand what to do with it yet. What it is, is it is a record of evidence that can be pulled forward that says, I have declared all of this and no one has been able to disprove it. Okay. So now I'm the claimant and I have the burden of proof. So I'm telling you all this is true because I authorized it and I signed it and I can prove this. Now, who are you? Where's your claim? So this record that I create is extremely powerful. You're not going to use it in every situation. Then you start. uh, So here's another thing people can do. Start learning how to write an affidavit. Super important because that, and attorney's like, well, it's just an affidavit absolutely not it's one of the most powerful things in law you can use okay because you are swearing your nay is your nay your yay is your yay in the bible you're saying this is the truth and if you have two witnesses and a notary on it super powerful right because now they witnessed you stating this truth out of the mouth of two or three witnesses the matter is established it's deuteronomy okay still holds true today it's in law so learn how to write affidavits learn how to write notices And again, people might be going, oh, man, i got to learn how to do that. What's your freedom worth to you, right? What's it worth to you? And unfortunately, there is no simple way around it, okay? But those are two powerful things you can learn to do, notices and affidavits. Okay. And then again, we will help you. We help you on our site. You can go to our site. My packages are there. It Mm -hmm. walks you through everything. I've got videos that tell you how to fill it in, what the information is. The other thing you should have is a certificate of live birth. If you can get one and a birth certificate. Okay. Order them right now. If you can only get birth certificates, order them right now. You go right online. Now, what's the difference? A certificate of live birth has the hospital name, the address of the hospital, the mother's address, much more detail on it. Mm-hmm. The birth certificate just has mother's name, father's name, might have the hospital name, registrar, that's it. It's, it's very minimal, okay? The certificate of live birth shows that an event took place where there was an actual real person, person natural man, woman, person, that said, yes, I'm going to register my name with you. The birth certificate says, look, we've created another organization with that name. However, they're both certificates of title. They're both receipts. Okay. We want those big time. Now they're going to change that whole system and make everything digital. That's what another thing with COVID's all about. Right. But right now we still have those. So we want copies. I keep five to 10 birth certificates on hand at all times. And I keep two certificates of live birth that I don't use. Now, why do I keep five to 10 birth certificates on hand? Because I issue them to them as an instrument. And I go, here's a payment. Now, does that mean that's going to pay my mortgage off and my car? And no, 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 no. What that means is I've assigned interest over to them and I've authorized them to go ahead and make money off of that. Okay, Mm -hmm. now I've got a stake in the ground. So attorney general, you received this on such and such a day, this, that, and the other, I suggest you get working on my behalf to take care of this shit that's going on Mm -hmm. because it's in your hands now. I've given you the, the title, I've given you the instrument. And so far, like if you go on my website and look under services, I've got Kansas arrest, okay? That's where I got myself arrested recently
0: yeah. on purpose,
1: right? So I on could purpose. apply all this stuff and show yeah. everybody. You can watch my girlfriend tape the whole thing. For those of <laughs> you that, oh, there's a right to drive or travel and not drive it. This is not what this is about. Okay. So please hold your suggestions because I'm he- very familiar with that whole Um, procedure. I've already done it plenty of times for plenty of people. Uh This is about exposing the financial aspect of what the officers actually are and the actions they're actually performing, which is revenue collection and getting me to create a debt contract so they can make money off of. So I go through that whole thing. Um, But that's why I did it. Okay. Because the first thing I did was issued after my arrest, right? They bonded me out. I signed everything the way I'm supposed to, the way that I know how to handle all this stuff. Then I immediately served the attorney general. And in my documents that I send him is a birth certificate with a signature on it, endorsed here, use this for an instrument. You're now the trustee. And guess what? There's been no hearing scheduled since. So, and it's been two months. Okay. These guys don't know what to do because with my declaration of status, property and obligation, And the trust, which is Mm -hmm. what I'm telling everyone, to me, is a very solid thing to have. I record that in the county land records. I tell everybody on the website, there's instructions how you do everything. I record it at the county land records under the POA, under the power of attorney. Once I get that, and now I have a certified copy from the court, that's certified evidence that has to be recognized in the legal system because the court certified it. So they can't deny it. So when the attorney general got a copy of that with the birth certificate and the judge got a copy of that and the prosecutor got a copy of that and the prosecutor's boss is the attorney general, these guys are going, who in the hell did you let into this courtroom?
0: (laughs) So So, can you, do you, what recourse do you have as far as like compensation for something like that? That's up to me how
1: I want to pursue that. Mm -hmm. Okay. I can go after them at some point. I haven't decided to do that yet only because that's more cumbersome and more time of mine than I care to deal with. I'm abundant. God gives me abundance to keep going because this is my purpose.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So for me, I'm not worried about getting back at them because of a financial thing, which I get. It's not financial. It's that they've injured me. So I may allow certain things like that to go to the wayside because eventually, yes, I'm going to file a claim on all the wealth that's been stolen from me for my entire life. And that's in the millions. So yes, I could go file a claim. Um, How I uh, structure that is variable. Okay. And um, am I going to do it is the question. I'm not sure yet. I just don't know if I have the time to do it because it takes a lot of time. Okay. A lot of paperwork and we are dedicated to making sure we get everybody at the level that I'm at with being secured in their person and papers, just like the fourth amendment says. Okay. So my dedication is to getting people to that level. And if I have to spend a lot of time and energy in this claim, I don't want to go there yet, but I will have the ability to do that. Yes, absolutely. I already do. I've got these guys in so many breaches of trust and everything that they're just they're screwed
0: so yeah wow that's, and where can we where can we see that video is that available on oh that's video?
1: on. good question yeah. thank you for, for asking that sure. so the youtube channel is under rem private management and if you just search rem private management on youtube you can see the video or no sorry you're talking about kansas that's all my other you can hear me in court in those videos on youtube in other situations from like 2013 and uh 16 and different cell. anyway uh the kansas one you have to go to the website and you have to um register to go on the website because in the kansas thing i show you the documents that i've used that i've done um and because of that you have to be under the NDA because if i see any of my stuff floating around out there that's not authorized and people are sharing it we're going to have a problem because that's my protection I've already, these guys have already come after me federally. They've already come after me. Granted, I beat them with the birth certificate, but you know, I had to sit in jail for five months to do that. I had to be, you know, ripped from my son and have my whole entire livelihood destroyed to, to do that. So I don't want my shit floating out all over the internet because I know that's how they will come after me.
0: That's insane. Five months. Wow.
1: Seven altogether. And it wasn't a sentence. I was never sentenced. I was just fighting extradition from one state to another and that's a five-month process my god ultimately i got it all discharged they never even again they never had a hearing after i got out on bond never had a hearing it's almost like here we are uh what was that that was 13 eight years later and kansas is doing the same thing they won't schedule another hearing Hmm. they're just like we're just not going to touch this right now wow (laughs) Now they have six months if they don't schedule a hearing within six months it's automatically dismissed right for want of prosecution which i think is probably what they're going to wind up doing because they don't want this brought back up yeah and the documents i offer you guys on the, on the website is everything that i used almost i put my own stuff into the into the court but that's my evidence right the power of attorney declaration of status trust that is my evidence and it was solid you know, and uh, scares the shit out of them because everything is covered in there from taxes to marriage licenses to child support to it's all in that declaration of status, all of it.
0: Gotcha. So, wow, well, awesome. I I learned so much already and uh, I want to thank you so much for, for taking the time and I uh, hope you'll come back sometime and because I, I could honestly... Probably talk to you for for hours and hours, but I know you're a busy man. Uh...
1: Well, let's do that. I mean, yeah. I'm glad to come on. You know, go through the video. You know, look at um, questions and anything because there's probably people that are going to watch us that have so many questions after this. They're going to be like, "What the hell?" Yeah. And I'm equipped to handle them. So, right. if you want to create those questions, and I promise, if you have a list of questions, I'm not going to go long-winded for a half an hour explanation um but that's a thing we could do we could do you know every yeah. so often we do another interview for clarification i'd love that, that would be yeah fantastic. it would
0: be that would be fantastic so okay well we'll keep in touch and uh again thank you so much uh, robert michael and i'll post all your uh information in the in the caption of the video for everybody to check out your website and all the information
1: thank you brother i thanks appreciate so much it. you're welcome
0: all right take care
1: you too man see you, everybody
0: The information presented in this program is not intended as legal, health, or nutritional advice. It is provided for informational purposes only. Alighton does not endorse nor accept responsibility for any statements, views, or opinions expressed by its guests.